1: Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West End podcast, and just a little bit like last week, we've had to do things a little bit differently. This time around, work's got in the way for both myself and Will. Um, The podcast has been a bit up in the air this week, but Still had to bring you the opposition view, so without further ado, we'll get back into it and I'll give you some final thoughts afterwards. But this week, joining us, head of Manchester City at home on Sunday the 15th of May, 2pm kickoff at London Stadium, it's a friend of mine and friend of the show, Stephen Tudor from the 9320 pod. Enjoy. Okay, so now I'm joined by a good friend of mine, good friend of the show as well, uh, massive City fan uh, from the ninety-three twenty pod. On uh, a huge occasion, actually, on the anniversary day of that Aguero goal, at the 93rd minute and 20 seconds of that huge QPR game, the, the day the City won the title 10 years ago today, it's Steve Tudor. How are you, mate?
0: I'm very good, mate, yeah. Um, it's brought back all, my, all the memories today. And 10 years on, still can't believe it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't even believe it's already been ten years. It's, it seems like well, so much has happened in those ten years, both on yeah. and off the football pitch. That it, it almost seems like yesterday because that goal is almost like every time I go on Twitter, someone's tweeted that goal again. So it's just always, always at the front, forefront of your, uh, of your mind. So ten years is is pretty mad, and what a journey, mate! Since then,
0: it's been unbelievable. Uh, numerous league titles, um, numerous trophies. Pep Guardiola. I mean, that's mm. what I thought. Yeah. Um, so no one could have foreseen that, but I mean, a decade on, I still think it's going to hit the post. So every time <laughs> I watch it, honestly, every time I, all or the thought goes through my mind, what would have happened if it
1: hit the mm. post? Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. What, what a moment! Definitely the, the best moment in Premier league history for me.
0: Um, nothing to so really on. kind of um to show how much we've kind of moved on or regressed pro, pro, is possibly the right word. Uh, in that time, if you go on a Liverpool forum. From that day, because obviously they were so chuffed that we, you know, deprived United of a title, and they were so pleased for us. I mean, they genuinely <laughs> were so pleased for us. Can you imagine that happening today, Teddy? I up? know, I know. We're going to get onto that rather
1: in a bit, actually. because I want to ask <laughs> you about that. But first up, bring back to present day. You're on the verge of potentially another mm-hmm. title. Two games away from from what is
0: it? Fifth, sixth title. Yeah, it'll be the fifth in six years, is it? Yeah, we've, no, so we've done three and four, so it'll be four and five. Incredible. And
1: Liverpool seem to be kind of just slightly going off the board mm. a little bit. They've got a lot more to think about than, than you guys. But you yeah. think you're going to do it? Do you think that obviously you've got to, you've got to play the mighty West Ham first, but do, do you think it's yeah. in the bag?
0: No, no, because we've got to play the mighty West Ham. I mean, (laughs) honestly, though, in in the build-up to this, I mean, after we played Liverpool, it was a case of, right, we both now go our separate ways with a handful of games left, and everyone identified Wolves away as the problem game for City. It's like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, straight away after that, we've got the Ammers away. That's a far trickier game. Um, I certainly didn't expect to, to, you know, batter Wolves as we did 5-1. No one does that to Wolves at Molyneux. Um, But I was quietly confident this game, I'm not, because you guys are going for top six, you're mm-hmm. just in great shape right now, um, you've caused us problems of late as well, so and, you know, as we'll come to very shortly, we don't have a defence, we have yeah. no defenders to speak of, so there's a lot to be kind of, you know, worried about. As regards to a title as a whole, we can afford to drop points, we can afford to draw, um, and then obviously beat Villa hopefully next week, so I do fancy us for the title, but I'm not at all confident about the weekend. No, I
1: mean you're certainly probably playing. You may have been probably a little bit annoyed that we didn't reach the Europa League final because obviously that's the yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and had we got there, then it would have been the kids against against City on Sunday because we'd have been able to worry about um, Seville in three days later. But it's going to be a, a full strength side because, as you said, we're, we're going for six. But we'll get onto that. One thing I was quite surprised about was the way City have bounced back since that defeat to Real Madrid mm. in the second leg and the manner of that defeat and how heartbreaking it, it must have been and how not just for the fans but for the players as well and Pep and Pep even admitted after that you know, it's going to take a bit of time to get over that and the disappointment yeah. in the manner that it happened. But you've bounced back and, and scored 10 goals in two games against Newcastle and Wolves is that Is that quote I think I've got the right quote, but it's, you know, it's nothing more dangerous than a wounded animal, yeah do you think do you think that 's the case here? Is that you know city of so wounded from what happened at the burner that now it 's like, do you know what let 's just get the job done now, no one 's going to get in our way from in our way for that title.
0: definitely it was two ways it could have gone, and I did a podcast straight after the Madrid game. And I basically said, I really, really hope that they're hurting and I really hope that they're, they're angry mm-hmm. um, and that they take it out on the Premier League. And that's precisely what we've done. I don't know if this fact is true. It was, it was, it's an stat. It has to be correct. It just sounds so inconceivable, this. But we are the first top flight club ever to have gone five games uh, consecutively, winning by three plus goal margin. Surely that's happened before in the like 1920s or something when you used to get those mm. ridiculous ball lines. But apparently it's never been done before. It's not going to happen this weekend. We're not going to continue it. But it just shows what the response has been. It's been so comprehensive, it's been so angry. Um, we've just been taking it out on sides. And that's exactly the right response. And to be fair, that was the response I kind of anticipated because that is in the makeup of this squad. Mm. Uh, we've seen time and time again. Um, I know there's enough to be kind of you know um, complimenting City about, so I, I understand why it's not mentioned much, but the mentality of this squad is absolutely elite. I mean, it really is. They just go again and again and again. They're relentless. Mm. Um, so I, I, I hoped that that would be a reaction, and it certainly has been. It's just they're really pissed off. I mean, you see it in Kevin De Bruyne at Molineux. I mean, he was just a one-man army. He, yeah. he, when, when Wolves um, equalised, he was furious, and that's exactly the response you want to get in that tight kind of
1: title race. Yeah, I'd, I'd noticed the way the way in which he celebrated those goals as well. He looked angry mm. with the goal. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't recall him even smiling when, when, when even when the yeah. fourth went in. He didn't even too too happy about it. Let's um, let's touch on that that rivalry with Liverpool, quickly, Steve. In that before we played what twice in a week, played the Premier League and then you had the semi final of the mm. FA Cup as well. I seen a lot on Twitter about.
0: People claiming this is the best, the best Premier League rivalry ever. They're they're unrivaled. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not taking anything away from how good United were back in the day, or Arsenal were the Invincibles and all the rest of it, of course. But they are phenomenal. Both these football teams, but the managers get on and they're quite respectful to each other. And let's face it, a big part of the Arsenal United rivalry was Wenger and Ferguson. And had City beat Real Madrid. And had there been a Champions League final between City and Liverpool, Mm. that would have really just established it as one of the all-time rivals. Um, And it may happen, may happen again next year, you just don't know. But you're absolutely right. Kind of Liverpool have been there or thereabouts now for three or four years. They've had one drop-off season. They've had one season where they lost one sole season and still somehow we managed to win the league that year. Um, And of course, they had their their great kind of title-winning season. And they're, they're back again. They are incredible. I'm not taking anything away from that. But mm. City have got the longevity. And until Liverpool have that longevity, then I think we'll always lord it over them, no matter how good they are. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely up there. It's, it's a truly great modern rivalry. But yeah, until the managers have a few little snipes at each other, that's what really makes it interesting for me.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, when I think of greatest ever Premier League rivalries, I think of United-Arsenal in the early 2000s. I think Arsenal-Chelsea, Mourinho-Wenger. You know, at the moment, I don't currently think of City-Liverpool on the pitch 100%, but as as just all-round fierce rivalries. I think it needs to go on for a few more years yet. Um, And I think we're we're going to move on to probably the biggest news coming out of City over the last week or so is Erling Haaland and how... How managing to sign in, first of all, for 60 million quid, which is, you know, just a ridiculous fee for a player that good Um, and ridiculous in that, I mean, it's pocket money, isn't it, really? Must be buzzing that you didn't spend £100 million on Harry Kane last summer. And does this then kind of put you then, you're going to be favourites again next year, but that's one up on Liverpool already, isn't it, ahead of next season?
0: Yeah, and they've got the Mane and the Salah situation and the Firmino yeah. situation, which I know we have brought in Jota and I know they've got Diaz, the but they still need at least one or two strikers, which cost a fortune in, in today's market. So what, are they prepared to, to go out and spend that kind of money? Um, I'm not so sure. So they may well just take one step back from that. Uh, we may well kind of, you know, progress from Haaland. There's a few people out there suggesting that he's going to be another Lukaku and not be a good fit. Uh, at City I kind of disagree with that um, but we'll see it might well happen it might backfire but right now I'm just buzzing to have him it's unbelievable he's a generational talent he's he's a freak of nature mm. Um, and let's see because if it clicks and if he does score all his goals because the thing is I mean City's goal scoring this season is phenomenal Um, no one's outscored his in all of Europe. And we've done it without a centre-forward. I mean, that's down to Pep Guardiola, that's down to his genius. But we're also wasting a lot of chances, as daft as it sounds. We, we are wasteful. So if some of them go in, courtesy Harland, how many goals is he going to score? Christ!
1: Mm. I mean, it, it, it terrifies me already. I mean, knowing how, how many goals City do tend to score against West Ham. And then, having, <laughs> and then having Erling Haaland up against Craig Dawson next season, as much as I love Craig right. Dawson. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's worrying. It really is worrying. Because as you said, he is a freak of nature. He's just... Uh, yeah. never, I've never, never seen anything like him, really. He's just completely different from no, uh, what I, we used to I found out,
0: um, I found out yesterday, and I don't know if this is true, this was kind of told to me in the pub last night, but apparently Everton had him when he was 16 uh, for really? a whole week as well. And they turned him down. Oh my word. I know, yeah. But, <laughs> That's uh, such a typical Everton thing to do. Yeah, I know, I know. I uh, probably had uh, like a growth spurt soon after. And, you know, you, but yeah, even so, God, surely it was evident at that age.
1: Madness, madness. In, in terms of the fact you're going for 60 million quid, though, that then surely frees up, you know, mm. an opportunity to spend big elsewhere in the squad that, that you might need. Um, yeah you mentioned the, the defensive injuries and we'll get onto that in a minute preview in the game. It's, it's worried me a little bit in terms of uh, Declan Rice's situation because, yeah. you know, Rodri's good. Fernandinho's what, about 50 years old now? I think he's leaving, yeah. He's yeah. leaving. It At the moment, there's only really one club in my eyes, given what's happening at Chelsea, that who mm. can afford the price tag that West Ham have, have rightly put on Rice's shoulders. Yeah. Do you think there's now risk, given that Haaland's been a bit of a snip at £60 million, that Pep might go. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Rice
0: this summer. It's that position and it's that kind of player that we're after. So mm. it's whether it's Rice or or someone else. Certainly, I can say that it's back exactly that kind of player that we're after. And um, with Fernandinho leaving, um, just to take some of the pressure off Rodri, because obviously over a you know seventy game season, if you if you get injured in September or something, you know we won't have anyone else. So, um, not that Rice would be kind of, you know, a backup to Rodri, is too good for that anyway, but that's possibly why I think we won't go for Declan, because he is that level above what we'll be after, possibly it would be someone at a level below who could, I wouldn't be happy to be backup, but would, you know, you could do a job. A bit. yeah, to do yeah. a job, yeah, whereas Rice would be a starter, and we've got Rodri, so we can't play two players in that position, obviously, Um but you're absolutely right as regards to the financial implications because we do have kind of a hundred million pounds to spend essentially mm. now on top of Haaland. Um, but we are after kind of a specialist fallback as well, and they don't come cheap, so we'll have to wait and see. You can reel United out, can't we? I mean, 100, yeah, yeah. So, without United, and you're absolutely right about Chelsea, then I can't also see him going abroad. So... Who else is there? It, it's City or, or staying at West Ham. Um, I, I'd, I'd rather he stayed at West Ham. Frankly, I don't want to see Depp and Rice play. You know, a handful of games next season at City, uh, having cost a hundred million pounds. I don't want that flack, and I don't want to fall out of West Ham fans because we've got such a good <laughs> relationship. So I'd rather yeah. it didn't happen. Honestly, so we'll see. Yeah,
1: I mean, if I had to pick, if I could pick who he went to, because you know, we've all come to terms with the fact that you know he's he's going to leave. if It's not this summer. It'll be. Mm. Maybe January or, or next summer. Um, I'd rather him go to City than any, anywhere else. And you're right; I don't think he's suited to continental football. No, um, no. You know, Real Madrid have been touted. He, he doesn't. He doesn't fit in well at Real Madrid, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I, I see him in a City shirt as well. When I think about it, I see him in a City shirt, which mm. frustrates me a little bit, knowing that you've got still got money to spend, and I'm like, just one more year, just back off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, li- I get that. And I think he'll get the captain to see if he stays because, obviously, Noel's retiring.
0: Um, so, can, fingers can, crossed. Well, if if Rice stays, will you have money to spend this summer? Yes. Right. Yeah, well, okay.
1: well, we've just had some investment from um, one of the richest men in uh, Czech Republic. Right. He's he's worth more than the guys buying Chelsea. Um, right. He's, he's bought 27% of the club, and he's already said, well, I'm going to whack some money in the coffers. So we'll have money to spend. Whether we can trust the David Solomon to spend it correctly is a completely different matter. <laughs> so yeah. it's still up in the air whether you know he might get he might have the money, but will he spend it? And we know how um, how careful David Moyes yeah, is yeah. in the window, but we'll see, we'll see. But yeah. let's look at to this this Sunday's game. Um, City lost at the London Stadium for the first ever time. I mean, lost. I mean, it was a penalty shootout. It was a goalless draw, it was but air, yeah. um, which ended your. Your love affair with the Caraba- five-year love affair with the Carabao Cup. <laughs> that that um, hurt more than the Real Madrid game, yeah, I bet. I <laughs> bet. But you still won five out of your seven visits, and you scored twenty-three goals. And see just two since you moved into that stadium. Mm. I know you said at the beginning that you know, you, you're not as confident as perhaps you, you know you were going into other games previously. You know, do you st- still think there's enough about you, even without
0: a defence, to to extend that record? <sighs> See, you'll know far more about this than myself, but my feeling from the outside looking in is that it was easier to play at West Ham, and it suited us to play at West Ham in seasons past. Mm. Big, lovely stadium, big, lovely pitch. The fans, kind of, you know, quite distant to the kind of to the action, you know, noise, but not an intimidating atmosphere. That seems to be changed now. I mean, you can tell me if I if I'm right or not, but it just does seem to be yeah. a, a more a harder place to go and play at now, whereas it used to be, you know, quite a pleasant day, frankly. And, and you know, against a good team who used to come and play open football against us, all the elements were there for us. You know, it suited us. Now, you know, that's not the case. You don't want to go and play at West Ham. It's, it's a very hard place to go to. Yeah,
1: we've... We, this is the season where it really feels like home. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not not Upton Park home, but it, it feels more yeah. like home for West Ham fans. And that's because, and I said it right at the beginning, and I might have even said it to you in the past, that all we needed was good memories there. We needed a bit of success there. We needed some some big nights mm. for in order for us to really kind of take to it and, and begin to accept it. And we've had that this season and last season, although mm. most of last season was behind closed doors. But you know, we've beaten Seville there in one of the best nights we've had there since we moved. Um you know we we had a good result against Leon. We've beaten you guys there this season, we've beaten Spurs, um, Liverpool, yes. Chelsea there. So we've had some big nights and um, barring the last two games against Arsenal and Frankfurt, we we, we did very. We hadn't lost at home for a long time. Mm. Um, and I think we've only failed to score in a home game twice since um, what, mid-by-through last season, I think. Mm. So we're we're getting there at home. And the good thing about what David Morris has done is that we don't get thrashed anymore. Yeah, because exactly. I hope that doesn't change Absolutely. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we, you know, I think we've lost by two or more goals just twice all season against Brentford and um uh Brentford Arsenal and Spurs. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, it's it tends to be tight games. You know, we haven't conceded more than three goals, and I can't remember the last time we did that in one game. So we are certainly harder to beat, particularly at home. Um but given that City you're going for the title, I know you said you can got afford well, to drop points, but yeah. Uh, and the fact that you are you seem to be so angry at the moment and so just <laughs> hell bent on just wiping any anyone that gets in your way, you're just gonna absolutely thrash them. Yeah. But the defensively, it, it looks like it's gonna be a Rodri and Aki centre back
0: pairing. It's not good, mate. I mean Ake isn't fit. He's, he's half fit. Um, he's right. got an ankle problem. Um, I don't know if I'm speaking out of school here, but I'll you know uh, it's not really kind of released by the club, but this ankle problem is kind of very similar to what David Silver had for a right. whole season where he, he could play, but it was always with painkilling injections and he just, you know, hobbled through the season. That's Nathan Ake this season. So even if he plays, and you've got Rodri, who was, to my mind, I think he's played at the back once for one half a city. Um, it's not a familiar role for him. Um, he's not really a player blessed with too much pace either. Um, so we could get turned, um, and then of course we'd, we'd have to kind of, um that would mean that Fernandinho wasn't available so we'd have to play Gundo in, in the middle in the holding role um, which is fine, he's, he's great at that role but Gundo and, and De Bruyne in the same midfield just never tends to be as impactful as it, it does if they play separately there's problems throughout that team really because, and it all stems from the back uh, and it all stems from personnel so not application obviously so yeah it, it, it's, there's reasons to be fearful. Um, it's just come at the worst possible time. Mm. Um, whether it's enough to get us over the line, I believe it will. But we didn't need this complication, you know. And and, mm. and it really is complication. The idea of Bowen, uh, Antonio going up against you know Rodri and um, Ake, that doesn't fill me with confidence at all.
1: Well, that was that was going to be my next question. Is that you know, given the was was probably going to be a makeshift defense. Mm. Uh, Particularly in the centre of defence, with you know, Bowen's just been nominated for player, one of the players of the season. Yeah. And um, Antonio, you know, he's scored like his goal scoring form hasn't been great. He scored, did score last weekend against Norwich, but even when he's not scoring, he's causing defence's problems. Yeah, yeah. And you've got yeah. Lanzini and Ben Rama who who are beginning to you know hit a bit. Of fall. Lanzini's been good all season. Ben Rama scored two last week. That's that's the key for West Ham. Hundred percent. It's the, it's the
0: target that defence. But it's yeah. all going to be about City's attack, isn't it? It always is. Well, someone mentioned earlier, so I'm not taking credit for this because I think it's absolutely bang on. We're just going to have to Kevin Keegan it. You know, for, for <laughs> the next two games, we are. And it's just back in the day when he was at City and it was a case of, okay, you score two, we'll score three. Um, yeah. The best bet for this weekend is to back West Ham and City, both teams to score, because yeah. it will happen. Um, and yeah, whether it's 2 1, 3 2, I'll, I'll always back City, you know, in a game like this. But yeah, it's not going to be easy by any stretch, and it's certainly not going to be kind of like, um, the same as previous games where we've been steamrolling teams. That's mm. just not going to happen. It's just not.
1: Well, it's comforting to hear that, mate, because um, <laughs> been, I've been just seeing you smash everyone and just thinking, oh god, that's it's our turn on Sunday. Is yeah, our turn. No. um obviously we need the point probably just need one point to guarantee seventh at least but it'd be nice to beat United and, and oh yeah, yeah yeah and condemn United yeah. to Conference League football and we can snatch Europa League again for for another year that'd be nice wouldn't yeah. it uh, maybe that's what City can do they can they can do us do us do everyone a favour it would
0: um, yeah yeah it crossed my mind that you know <laughs> if you were playing anyone else this this weekend I'd be you know rooting for you but um yeah we just just in case of a slip up we're going to be like yeah let, <laughs> Fair play. Let's have a score prediction then, Steve. How do you think it's gonna
1: go? You said both teams to score. Hmm. What'd you uh,
0: I I think two one. Uh, it could very conceivably be a ridiculous three-two or something. Um, but I'll I'll go play it safe and say two-one city. Well, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna stay faithful. I don't think we'll win, but I think both as you said both teams will score. I'm gonna go for a Desmond. Two two. Yeah. Um is is my favourite prediction. Um and I think <laughs> that certainly will be goals. Um yeah. and Boeing just on fire at the moment, and I really think he's gonna he'll be on the score sheet. So uh but yeah, no Steve, thanks for thanks for joining us, mate. Pleasure, mate. Um it's always a pleasure having you on. Um good luck for the title race. Not so much From for Sunday. But <laughs> yes. Hopefully, hopefully we're both we're both happy come next weekend, uh yeah. what sort of what six o'clock next next Sunday afternoon. But Steve, really appreciate appreciate you coming on. I'm gonna let you go Definitely. now and you can celebrate the 10-year anniversary of that Aguero goal. A bit more crack beer open. It is past midday now, so um Yeah, yeah, you can, allowed, yeah. You, you, yeah. Can, you can definitely have a pint and uh and, and relive it all over again. Um but appreciate you coming on, mate, and stay with us because we've got some final thoughts next. <laughs> so there we have it. Ste isn't he's confident of City doing it and winning the title and getting a result on Sunday at London Stadium, but he quite clearly admits that it's not going to be as easy as it has been for City in previous years. We all know how terrifying it has been to to host City at London Stadium. Uh, But, as I said, David Moyes has made us a lot harder to beat. We don't tend to get thrashed anymore. I hope I haven't jinxed that by saying it, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be close. Um, Hopefully we can get a draw out of it do each other a favour going into that last weekend of the season next week but that's pretty much it for this week hopefully we'll be back to normal with a a full and normal pod next week but it's going to be an emotional one this Sunday it's going to be it's going to be hard to take with with Mark Noble hanging up his boots at the end of the season his last home game at London Stadium in Clare and Blue if you go in make sure you give him a good send off I'll be there I'll probably be in tears you know me Um, but he deserves very best send-off we can give him and i'm sure the club have got a fair amount planned but before i go let's do some housekeeping hopefully i can make Will proud with this but as you all know you know if you enjoy what we do you can you can buy us a pint at buymeacoffee.com forward slash we are west ham we say every week that money either goes on pints as per what it says or it goes on equipment uh, microphones software anything we need to ensure that we can make the pod better for you guys um if you don't already make sure you subscribe um on all our all the major podcast platforms you know we're on we're on spotify we're on apple we're on google you name it we're on it uh you can follow us on twitter at we are underscore West Ham. you can like us on facebook just search we are Westham pod and we're also on instagram at we are West Ham pod and if you fancy Give us an email. We are westampod at gmail.com. Let us know if there's any improvements we should be making. You know, if you want to just drop in and say hello, uh, if you've got something to say about recent pods or what's going on at the Hammers at the moment, drop us an email and we'll be happy to read out in future shows. That's it for me this week. Very, very close to, to another European qualification. Let's hope we do it. West Ham are still absolutely massive, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.